Howdy, and welcome to the Homes for Hope podcast. My name is Drake Coultry, and I'm the Western U.S. representative for Homes for Hope and your host today. If you're not aware, Homes for Hope is a building industry response to global poverty. Since our founding, we have expanded our mission to serve in over 20 countries and have had the privilege of investing over $1.6 billion in the dreams of underserved men and women through microenterprise development. Today on our show, we have the one, the only, John Houston, former CEO of John Houston Homes, but still an active chairman of the board. John, welcome to the show today. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Drake. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we're we're so stoked. John Houston Homes is a partner of Homes for Hope, so we are so privileged to, to have you on the podcast today. Um, John, for those that may not know you, can you share a little bit about yourself as well as John Houston Homes? Yeah, man, I'm I'm John Houston. Been in, we started John Houston Homes about 18 years ago, my wife and I, for two simple reasons, and that was to reach people for Christ and give to the kingdom. And so uh, just over three and a half years ago, um, we sold the home building company to our employees. So it's 100% ESOP. Um, but I am still the chairman of the board, and uh, I stepped down as CEO in January of 23, and uh, but still, still pretty involved in it, and uh, man, just really want to help our staff grow this company and reach their full potential in Christ. So we're excited about it. I love that. And I love just how ministry minded you guys are and all you do. I think that's what, what helps make you guys a great partnership with Homes for Hope. And, and so sincerely appreciate that. But John, I always say people do not hop into the Homes for Hope podcast to listen to Drake Holtry spiel from Richardson, Texas. They, they come to hear our guests. And so uh, I really just want to open the floor to you in this time and space and say, hey, it is fall of 2023. What is it exactly that you think uh, the building industry and building industry professionals should be keeping front of mind? Yeah, you know, obviously one of the ones we got to keep in mind is interest rates. Um, we got to continue to be creative and allow the Lord to, to guide us and direct us on how to navigate this season. Um, you know, because you know, roughly 21 months ago, you know, we, we began to see that uptick in interest rates. So the, the approach that we took was we could fight the process. Or we can engage in it and go, okay, the housing market is slowed down. You know, so if you're on average, what I, from builders that I talk to, they're probably down 30, 35% um, on average. And so what do you do with that extra time? What do you do with that extra space? Obviously, you got to keep building houses. You got to become more efficient. Um, you got to keep serving your customers and your employees well. And so we actually just use that time to go, man, how do we get better? Um, at helping people find their way home by being joyful, hope-filled, loving guides. So we said, how do we make it easier and better um, to do business with us as a customer? How do we do it? How do we make it easier and, and better and more efficient as a, a trade partner or a vendor to do business with us? And how do we make it easier and better for our employees uh, to do business with us. And so for us, that's what we've done in this market is we've really just in, embraced, Hey man, let's get better. Let's get more efficient. Let's be more effective. Um, and, uh, you know, not necessarily, um, look at it and, and think about how do we do more with less, but how do we become better stewards, um, in a time like this so we can actually go do more with less, if that makes sense. So kind of flip that Instead of looking at the negative, look at the positive and see how we actually can turn that around. 
Um, so for us, it, it's a tough market. Don't get me wrong. And there's a lot of moving parts, um, but we're actually really excited about it. And, uh, and we think when we come out, we'll come out a lot stronger, uh, than when we went in. So that's pretty, pretty exciting. I love that. So as you said, uh, to, to make it easier and better, um, was that hiring it, hiring like a third party consultant to come look at how you guys were doing things? Or was that just taking a really good hard look at, at your team and how you guys are doing things and any certain pain points? And um, if so, what did that process look like? Yeah, you know, it's it's most most people have heard this um saying but it's it's how do you you know what's what's the right thing to do and the right way to do it right and so what we did was we created a project called SOBI which stands for simplify our business initiatives and that actually encompasses every aspect of the company so that's internally and externally how do we better serve our customers well what that what happens when you do that is you find out you you have to evaluate every every step of the process and the system and the people to go where the bottlenecks inside of that, because every bottleneck is where it's harder to do business and where it slows the process down. So our goal for this was how do we eliminate as many bottlenecks as possible and make it from the minute the customer goes to our website all the way through really actually starts before that. It starts from our, our initial marketing. So from there all the way through the process, you know, how do we make that simpler um, for everybody involved to do business with us. Uh, because our, our heart and our passion is literally, we started the business 18 years ago for two reasons, and that's to reach people for Christ and give to the kingdom. And so, I mean, if we're not doing that better and we're not effectively delivering on that promise that God's called us to do, then we're not really reaching people very well. And so our how do we do that? We do that by helping people find their way home, by being joyful, hope-filled, loving guides. Well, whether you're a Christian or whether you're not, you can be part of that journey with us, right? Um, and so we want to just figure out how do we better serve um, all of those people that do business with us. So that's, I don't know if that answers your question, um, but that's honestly, it's in plan design. It's in how you estimate. It's in your takeoffs. It's in how you build. Um, why do you build a certain way? Why do you sell a certain way? And looking at all of those and reevaluate them and, and using this time uh, to actually just get better at what we do and, and, and think about why do we do it? Because one of my least favorite things that I hear an employee or anybody say is, well, we do it that way because that's the way we've always done it. It drives me insane. Um, and, and I'm just like, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> we should be doing it because that's the best, most effective, efficient way to do it. Um, and it helps us fulfill the vision. That's why we do it that way. And so whether I put the process in place or somebody else did, we should be asking ourselves the question, is it still the right one? Um, uh, because if it's not, change it you know, and let's, let's get better. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. I love to hear that. Um, I'm, I'm curious, this isn't a formal question, but I'm curious if a project Sobe t-shirts were made, I could see some like neon Sobe shirts. They actually were. Yeah. Okay. We didn't, yeah, we actually, you know, what we, we actually took the approach to said you, you actually can earn the right to have one of these shirts. And it's when you finish your phase, you get a, you got a shirt that said part of the Sobe team, you know, and, and we achieved the goal. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what the shirt said, but it was something along those lines. And so you were a participant, but you also helped us get across the finish line. That's, that's so good. 
Uh, are there any, so coming out of um, the many, many Sobe phases that I'm imagining took place, is there anything on the other side of this project that you're you're super proud of to see that was changed? Maybe um, a process that was implemented, a website change, so on and so forth. Any, anything along those lines? Yeah, you know, I, I could go on and on about the systems, processes, and people that it impacted. But I think the thing that I actually am the most excited about is the unity that it built amongst our team. Um, because it forced every, almost every level of leader and employee to actually work across departmental lines and figure out how does the work that I do affect these people that I serve and vice versa. And it made them get outside their box and begin to have conversations that a lot of them either had never had or had not had in years. And so seeing that unity and how it seems like it built this team that's focused on one vision and one purpose, um, honestly, has been huge. And honestly, that's where I get excited because I'm not even the CEO today. And I get to see that, you know, so the CEO and the COO, um, the the project leads that, that led those projects, man, that's on them. That's not on me. And they did a phenomenal job of, of uh, you know, driving that unity. We're, you know, because we are believers, you know, John 17 says we should be in such perfect unity that people can see Jesus in us. And I really think that's just one step closer that our team got to representing Christ in a better, more effective and efficient way, loving people right where they are instead of us, you know, standing out there preaching the word, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just a fan that says, I mean, we got to deliver to the highest level and earn the right to share the gospel, not just share the gospel. Uh, So I get excited about that stuff. John, that that will preach on its own. Um, thank you for sharing. Well, uh, listeners, uh, if you need to be reminded of Sobe, uh, simplify our business initiatives. If that's something, fall 2023, for some reason you're a builder out there twiddling your thumbs. I don't know why you would be, but think about that. Think about how you can be uh, simplifying your business initiatives to uh, impact the market and maybe even impact the kingdom. Um, well, John, thank you for that. We're now going to toss it up to our executive director, Matt. Bear in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, to provide our listeners with a, a short little ad before we come back to you all. This is Matt Bear, Executive Director of Homes for Hope. Thank you so much for joining us this year as we've launched the Homes for Hope podcast. We've loved getting to learn from building industry leaders and finding out together who invested in them throughout their personal and professional journeys. We've given you snippets of who we are as an organization along the way, but if you've been curious to learn more, We're having a virtual event at 3 o'clock Eastern on November 29th called Investing in Hope, where you'll hear compelling stories from the front lines of our ministry and learn how you can join us in giving entrepreneurs living in poverty worldwide a hand up, not a hand out. There will be 26 minutes of content to celebrate 26 years of God's faithfulness toward Homes for Hope, followed by an optional Q&A networking time with building industry leaders from around the country. Go to the link in the description to see our incredible lineup of speakers. And if you're one of the first 50 registrants, you'll receive a gift box from us. Pause the podcast and go register now. And once you're back, enjoy the rest of the Homes for Hope podcast with your host, Drake Holtry. Okay, listeners, uh, Drake Holtry with the Homes for Hope podcast. And we are back with John Houston of John Houston Homes. And so now, John, this is my favorite part of the podcast. Um, 
At Homes for Hope, we are all about investing in the dreams of men and women around the world, not only through microfinance, but with the, the truth of the gospel and how that impacts lives. And so we don't believe that there is any such thing as a self-made man. We've all been invested in by someone, whether it is a boss or a parent or a pastor or a coach or a colleague, so on and so forth. And so, John, today on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Who was it that invested in you? either personally or professionally to help get you to where you are today? Yeah, man, this is one of my favorite questions uh, that I get asked over time. So I had a, a kindergarten Sunday school teacher that that really poured into me in kindergarten. And this is back when my parents were still married. By the time I was 11, my parents got a divorce and um, ended up leaving my brother and I. We lived in Waco, Texas, and my dad moved to Houston, and my uh, mom moved to Nashville. And so my brother had to start a business uh, to take care of us and raise us. Well, in the midst of all that, this Sunday school teacher, his name was Danny Kent, he just kept on loving me. And over the years, I eventually got to work for him for uh, for a while. And man, this guy owned a plumbing company. And to literally get to see him just love people where they were, but incorporate Christ into every aspect of his company radically changed my life. It gave me a purpose and a calling to realize that regardless of whether it's home building, whether it's land development, whether it's title company, no matter what business it is, that's simply the vehicle God is using for us to reach people for Christ and give to the kingdom. Um, and so how do we maximize that? Well, I say that to say when I went to his funeral, he passed away a couple a couple of weeks, actually, after I had worked for him. And um, and I literally it's, to this day, it's the biggest funeral I've ever been to. People were lined up down the street blocks to get in there. Um, and so many of them that I talked to said they were there because, man, he just loved them. He loved them. He helped meet their needs where they were, but he was also an excellent plumber. And so to see how he incorporated that into his work is really what changed my life. And, and I was actually just talking to somebody about this the other day because I was like, you know, this guy passed away before I'd ever even started this home building company. And, and I was talking to our chief ministry officer a while back and, and we can we can roughly say we know we've gotten the word of God to over 15 million people around the world. Um, and I say that humbly because it's God's business. We're simply just stewards of what he's given us. So it's not about us. It's about the, the glory of the Lord. And I'm like, but I hope Danny Kent in heaven knows that because all of this really is because he simply just lived the life God had called him to live every day. And it radically changed my life. And uh, and so he's one of them. Another one I just want to give a shout out to is the current CEO of the home building company, a guy named Terry Travek. And uh, I mean, his giftings are so different than mine. He's a he's a strategy guy, um, a finance guy, but loves the Lord, man. And he just came alongside of me um, 14 years ago when the business was four years old. And he said, man, God just told me to come pour into you and invest into you. And I, and I look at that and I'm like, man, if that, if that brother wouldn't have come alongside me, I don't think we would be where we are today. And I could go on and on. I, I could, I could name another 20 people right now. Uh, but those two, along with my wife, you know, my wife stepping out in faith with me and utilizing her gifts for the kingdom. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm just humbled that I get to, to do this alongside them. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I love it when the list is so long that you're like, I could keep going, but uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it there. And so with that, I, I'm curious. Um, 
as someone that has built out a team, built a business, and you you were describing Danny and how he was just in in the day to day in his work, he was um, encouraging those around him and 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 loving them as Jesus did. Uh, how do you? When, when building out an entire team, uh, when building out an industry, a company, um, what does that exactly look like to, to encourage and invest in those that you're bringing on board to do the same, to invest in those around them? Yeah, you know, I think honestly, for me, it's how do I help them achieve their goals? Um, and I know we all hear that. But the reality is that's why even my wife and I, the Lord asking us to sell the company to our employees that was a huge win for us because we get to help them achieve their goals. Um, and so, yeah, we, we have strategies and we have goals and objectives that we need to meet. But along the way, if we can, if we can pour into our, our staff and help them become the leaders that they already are, that they may not know they are, they just need some tools and equip and to be equipped and to be encouraged that that's who they are. And then they rise up. Honestly, you don't have to, if you just do that, you're going to have more of a team around you uh, than you could ever pay for um, because they're motivated. They're excited. They're being better fathers and mothers. They're being better husbands um, and wives, you know, and they're being better leaders, you know, and it's not about title. It's about testimony is what I say. You know, if I've got if I've got to tell people I'm the, the chairman of the board or when I was the CEO, if I've got to tell you and use my title to get you do, to do something, then I'm not leading you with any kind of influence. I'm just leading you with title. And I think that's, as John Maxwell says, that's the lowest level of leadership. Um, and so I believe if you look at scripture, that's what Jesus did. I mean, he led by influence. I've been studying the Sermon on the Mount and really, and I'm not a biblical scholar, by the way, but I'm just, when I've been looking at it, I'm like, man, you know what? Jesus, Jesus called the disciples. He said, man, here's how you go be blessed. Now let me show you how to live your life. And then literally what he did was he went and did those things. So he was modeling it for us. So I think as leaders, if we'll simply just model that out instead of telling people about it so much, then I think we, we have the opportunity to actually impact more people's lives that way. Okay, so John, I have a I have a question for you, and um, I went to school with uh, plenty of people that that were pursuing ministry, and I love how you're saying, "Hey, you can do ministry in the the day to day work." And I always try to encourage people in the exact same way. But what would you say to a 22 year old coming fresh out of college, maybe has a biblical studies or a Christian studies degree, and they're like, "John, if I want to advance the kingdom, I I have to go into to formal ministry." Um, how would you encourage them of like, Hey, you can do ministry in any sort of work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I actually just had this conversation um, this weekend and I was like, you know, the reality is I just believe if you just love people, wherever you are, it, it, actually, here's the, this is a great question that actually somebody gave me this weekend. They were like, okay, if I'm called to be a missionary to Mexico, I go to Mexico today, but what if the borders got closed at one point and you could no longer be a missionary in Mexico and that's your calling? Well, all of a sudden now what's your value? Your value goes away. But if my identity is in Christ and God is simply calling me to go and make disciples, it doesn't really matter what vehicle he uses to do that, whether it's home building, whether it's the local church, whether he's called you to be a missionary. So I think sometimes we get our identity confused with our calling. 
our identity has to be as a child of God first, right? And then the calling is simply, what is God asking you to do today, right? So the Lord corrected me one time because I used to get introduced all the time as John with John Houston Holmes. And the Lord corrected me one time in my prayer time. And he was like, hey, that's starting to become your identity. And he, he literally said, this was 12 years ago. And he said, what if I ask you to sell John Houston Holmes? And your identity has become what you do. How do you sell your identity? You can't. And he's like, your identity has to be in me. And you have to understand whatever vocation it is that I've called you to do is simply the vehicle that I'm using for you to reach people and give to the kingdom. And man, that took so much pressure off of me. So what I would say to that young person is don't get so wrapped up in the vehicle that God is asking you to go drive today to reach people, just go reach people and know, I tell my kids, I'm 52 and I tell my kids all the time, I don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. I just know this is what God's called me to do today. Right. But that might look different tomorrow. Um, but I'm going to trust him with today. So I don't that if that helps, but that's, I, I try to just keep things simple. No, that's great. And John, typically I, uh, I, I kind of start to taper the podcast here, but I actually have another question for you before we wrap it up. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, what would you say to a business leader, a builder possibly that's in their 50s as well, and they're a Christian, they're a believer, um, but they maybe are not being as faith forward as they could because they're, they're nervous of perception or of what that might look like. And they say, hey, business is for business and church is for church. Um, what would you say to that person that's kind of at the other end of the, the spectrum to encourage them? Yeah, you know, I would say, man, first of all, if you're a Christ follower, thank you for following Jesus. And don't forget how much he loves you. Because first and foremost, you're all sons and daughters of God if, if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. If you haven't accepted him, I encourage you to accept him as Lord and Savior. What I would say if you are a Christ follower is, man, your greatest days are ahead of you as you step out in faith and share the hope that is within you. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, I love the whole Bible, but one of my favorite is 1 Peter 3, 15 and 16 that says, always be prepared to share the word share the word for the hope that is within you with gentleness and respect. So just be who you are. Just let it overflow and not be preachy, but just simply love people where they are. And we don't have to do anything other than just share the hope that's within us. That's it. So don't overcomplicate it. But I'm telling you, man, when when I get up, I tell my staff all the time, if I get up today just to build houses, I don't want to do it anymore because that's boring to me. Right. But if I get up and I see the house that we build today, we have 60 touch points to reach people for Christ and give to the kingdom through customers, through trades, through these different opportunities we have. Dude, that's purpose. If I can change somebody's life for eternity, so I would just encourage that person to say, you know, man, God has a huge plan for your life. Just step out in faith one time and see what God does. See how it enriches your life and brings more purpose to your life. Um, and don't don't cap God on what God wants to do in you and through you. So, but be excited about it. John, I think I've said this already before, but that'll preach. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, listeners, I hope that that you'll let those words meditate on you, no matter what space you're in, what end of your career you're in. I think there's there's a lot of good stuff there um, to meditate on and, and God's word to meditate on and there's scripture 
all throughout it. Um, John, thank you for joining us today on the Homes for Hope podcast. Listeners, thanks you for listening. Uh, and I hope you found today's podcast as insightful as I did, and you're encouraged to invest in those around you. Until next time, this has been the Homes for Hope podcast. <laughs>